Well, if you are able to keep your kids' rooms clean for more than 17 minutes, that's it. Congratulations. You have beaten the national average. Think about it, 17. It's about a lot more than that, though. It's not just keeping your sanity or keeping a room clean in your house or keeping your house clean. It's about raising quality people. That's what it's about, right? That's our job. With all that said, thanks for being here again. It's the Cool Dad Rules Parenting Survival with me, Bill Adams. And first of all, before we get going into that, thank you so much for finding the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Sharing it along, subscribing. I'd love you forever if you press the subscribe button and not just stream it. That and this has been a big discussion in the Facebook group, which exists now. This has been a lot of fun, where a lot of this stuff comes from. Uh, The Cool Dad Rules Parenting Survival Group with me. We accept all. Join in. It's easy to find. It's right there on Facebook. And yeah, this came up from a national survey. By the way, what would we do without our national surveys? I love them. We tear them apart. We argue about them. Make fun of them. But it's grist for the mill. And it starts a conversation for us to talk about stuff. And that's what this one said. Again, national survey. They talked to thousands and thousands of parents, just like you, because you're a parent. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this, I don't think, anyway. And it's a new poll. The average parent finds keeping a place clean for 17 minutes almost impossible. The hardest rooms to clean are the living room, bathroom, and kitchen. Specifically, I'm thinking like mostly kids' bedrooms. That always seems to be, at least in my experience, the biggest challenge. And you think about it, 17 minutes. Oh, that's a little extreme, right? But on average, haven't you found that? Haven't you ever lived that experience where you just had, you just organized everything? You just maybe just even just painted a room. Something happened. You got it all set. It's beautiful. Boom. Minutes later, it's like a tornado struck. I always joke with my wife. It's like, it's like we live with leprechauns sometimes. I literally just left the room and I turn around. Bam. There's all this stuff in there. It's incredible. It's almost like a superpower they have and how quickly they can mess something up. But that's not really the, the, the most important part of this whole thing. It's about, like I said at the beginning, it's about raising people that are responsible for stuff, right? And maybe this is the most important part of all, having respect for your stuff. Because there's a pecking order here we need to talk about. I always see, you know, just out and about, the person you see in a parking lot that doesn't return the shopping cart when it's like right next to the car. Neighbor doesn't take care of their yard. Somebody that leaves something on the ground, people that just throw trash around. I always have the same thought, and you probably do too. too. Uh, yeah, that person's parents didn't teach them to clean up after themselves. No respect. No respect. And it takes a while to ingrain in any family situation, right? I mean, it just does. It could be a thing. It took us way, way too long. And I can tell you, in my personal experience, in our experience, what works and what doesn't, and why I think it's so important here. Here's what hasn't worked for us in our experience. And a lot of this stuff is just my own personal parenting mistakes. This is what we can all learn from, right? And laugh at, because that's what it's all about. Not the parenting experts, it's you and me screwing things up together. I could tell you what doesn't work is this. The speech I used to try to give my kids when they were especially little and would mess up a room and walk away and not clean it up or a room or a bathroom or whatever. And I would say, you know, this is my house, not yours. You know what my oldest daughter actually said to me once? It was brilliant. I think it shows me she's going to be an attorney someday. She actually said when she was six years old to me, well, well, if it's your house, then technically my room is your room. Dad, I think you should go clean up the room. Belongs to you. Six six years old. I wasn't even mad. I was impressed. Well, I was mad. I'm not going to lie. I was mad. (laughs) Pretty disrespectful. Discipline ensued, believe me. But still, 
that's how he can th- that does not work because it doesn't sink in with them. They don't care about that. That that you know, that really doesn't matter. You can't shame them into it. But I've found something that does work. And this is the only thing. And, and, and again, I can just share our own personal parenting experience. When there's something that is a disaster in the house, bathroom, kitchen, whatever it is, and it's just not working. Every parenting skill you've ever learned, you read about anything, you're trying everything, you're pulling out all the stops. The only thing that's worked for us is what we kind of termed in our house, the all everything stops rule. Maybe it'll work for you, maybe not. But it's really sometimes when it got bad, when we were trying to teach this to our kids and our whole family is the only thing that worked. And it works like this. Everything stops, all good and bad. Like literally, it's like going back in time. No TV, screens, no shopping, no food, no homework, no nothing, nothing happens. Like stopping your tracks until that particular room or that situation is cleaned up. Because I think they get bored. I think it's what the answer is. Until that particular room you're talking about is cleaned and it's done. That's what's worked for us. And I think it kind of imparts the importance of taking care of your your own stuff and respecting what's in the house. And this goes back to something that I call the wolf pack rule. It's one of the cool dad rules. It's the wolf pack. It took us way too long, took me way too long into their early teenage years before I finally figured this out and explained it to them. Should have been done way before. And if you got younger kids than that, hopefully you can kind of express this to them. Is it's important. It's something we've lost in society these days where it's all of a sudden, let's give the kids, let's give them ownership of, of this. Take ownership of your room. Take on. No, that's a disaster. That's not going to work. They're just going to disrespect it. If you give them too much ownership in the situation, what are they going to do? Well, I'm part owner. So I decide not to clean this. I decide the rules. You might have a 10 year old telling you this or a six year old, like I said before, this is how we finally explained it. This is how I explained it to my kids one day when things are getting out of hand, disastrous, disorganized house. And I said, look, this is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship. This is how this works. Hopefully a benevolent dictatorship where we're nice to you. But while we are developing human beings and while we're responsible for sending you out into the world, being good human beings, this is how this is going to work. Think of it like a wolf pack. There's two of you. There's two kids in the family and there's a pecking order. And here's how it goes. At the top is mom, because we're all afraid of her. (laughs) Then there's me. And everybody else below are the pups. And that's you two. Now, if we had three kids, I'd say the same. If four, five, whatever. Everybody on that level is the same. This is how it goes. This is how it's going to be. And this is the law. That's the order. You listen to who's ahead of you in the totem pole above you in the wolf pack. That's the only way you can keep things organized. Now, follow this up if you decide to take my advice in explaining this to kids and use this rule and say, make sure they understand. Because the first thing they said to me was, but that's not fair. I said, exactly. It's not fair. It's probably, honestly, the least fair thing you'll ever run into in life. Not fair at all. But it works. And it's the truth. And it's honest. And it's how things keep organized. The Wolfpack rule. It's the way it is, kid. That's what you're going to have to deal with. From that point on, when I finally kind of organized that in my own head and explained that to them, I think the concept kind of sunk in a lot better on exactly what's going on here. It's not a, you have a say, you don't have an equal say. And that's how you keep a household organized. Anyway, that's what worked for me. Might want to try it. I tried it too late, but it has been effective. 
Anyway, I'm not going to try to tell you how to parent. That's not my job. I'm just trying to help you survive the parenting thing and love it and help raise awesome people and send them out into the world. Anyway, back to our ridiculous survey. Here's what else they found. Disagree, tear it apart, whatever you want to do. Two-thirds of the parents said there's currently, right now, a mess somewhere in their house that they've been meaning to clean up but haven't. Boy, doesn't this ring true. I've done that. But I've also known friends of mine, you know, fellow parents that have done this. They literally, I think their mindset is they're just going to keep things a mess until the kids are 18, move out and go to college, and then they move. I swear to God, I, like that's the strategy. That's a terrible way to live. That's not, I mean, that's, that, that's exactly how you lose control of your house there. You can't do that. You can't just ignore the situation. And you're also missing a great parenting opportunity here, like I said, to get them to understand that pecking order. The rooms that stay clean for the shortest amount of time. I don't know if I agree with this one. The living room. I guess that would make sense with little kids. Bathroom, kitchen, master bedroom, and the kids' bedrooms. I'd almost reverse it. I think I would put the kids' bedrooms first. How about this? The average household with kids does 2,184 pounds of laundry a year. That's, that's, that's like what a rhinoceros weighs. That, what's that, an unbelievable amount of laundry. But why are we doing it for them? Honestly, now that I think about it, that's probably one of the easiest chores you can ever have a job do, a, a kid do, one of the easiest jobs, because it's picking up laundry, putting it in the machine. It's probably three buttons each on each machine. That's a great kid job. They can totally do that. And uh, the top chores kids actually like to do, let's end this on a positive note. I just want to be angry old man here. Helping with loading the dishwasher, cleaning dishes, and helping you cook, which is great. Just remember, it's a wolf pack. It's a dictatorship, a benevolent dictatorship, but it's not a democracy. They can have their say. It's just not an equal say. That's what I say anyway. Tear that apart. Disagree. Whatever it is. Bottom line is we're talking about this stuff. We're talking about it a lot in the Parenting Facebook group right there. It's easy to find. We accept all, too. Just uh, send me a little message there, and we will get you right in. It's the Cool Dad Rules Parenting Survival Group on Facebook, but also the podcast, sharing it along, subscribing, telling people to subscribe. That's been awesome. I really, really, really do appreciate that. We always like to say, not about parenting experts, even though they're very important and the important issues. It's about you and me figuring things out together and sharing that along. All right, that's enough about that. I got to go find more ridiculous surveys we can tear apart for next week. In the meantime, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon.